Exactly. Actually, I do have a good tip for those who are listening as well, I think, yeah. to make that a bit easier. <clears throat> so, as you mentioned, uh, I have Connect.io. Another software is called Viral. Let's say I run uh, ads from Viral. When the actual page name is actually Viral, people already know it's an ad, right? So, what I started doing is I created a second Facebook page called Wilco the Cry, which is my personal name. So, it, yeah. it seems to be like a personal profile. It has my face on it, it has my name, but it actually is a business page, right? My name is Sonia Simone from copyblogger.com, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.ProductiveInsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hello and welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast. This is episode 161 and you can access all the show notes by heading over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 161. Today we have a very special guest, Wilco DeCroy, and he produces some great software which I use. If you'd like to purchase this software, which we will be discussing via my affiliate link, you can do so by going to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash Connectio, and I'll spell that for you, ProductiveInsights.com forward slash C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O, and that will take you to the Connectio website where you can purchase the software, and if you send me a screenshot of your receipt, then I'll be more than happy to give you a free one-hour consulting session valued at 497 US dollars. Now, just a couple of points I would like to make about this episode. The first one is that we talk quite a lot about retargeting in this episode, Facebook retargeting in particular. Now, I think it's very important for me to mention that you need to make sure that you're compliant with the general data protection regulation requirements that have been rolled out as of the 25th of May 2018. If you'd like to get more information about how to be compliant, head over to ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 160, where I speak to Harvard lawyer Bobby Klink about how to be compliant with these regulations. The other thing I'd like to mention is that while I think the Connectio suite is excellent in terms of speeding up things such as understanding your audience and exploring your audience, it doesn't substitute a good marketing approach. In other words, if you don't fully understand your target market and you try and apply the software, it won't produce good results. You need to understand who you're targeting, why you're targeting them, and what products you're going to offer to them. So with those thoughts in mind, let's move forward and have a listen to Wilco DeCry and how he uses the Connectio suite or the Connect IO suite, depending on how you pronounce it, to really turbocharge his Facebook marketing. Today's guest is a full-time online marketing whiz kid who started at the age of 16 when he started selling sunglasses online. Over the next decade or so, he developed several online marketing applications and WordPress plugins. He leads a diverse, talented group of programmers, developers, designers, and online marketing professionals to ensure that his company, Connectio, continues to grow as a top-shelf application, which, by the way, I have used myself, and I can vouch for that. It is a good application. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Wilco DeCry from Connectio.com. Welcome, Wilco. Hey, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you, Wilco. I've uh, 
been very charmed by not just your software but also your promotional videos they're really beautiful they're always really well done and yeah that kind of drew me in i gotta say but uh, we're here to talk about your software which i find very useful and i want to talk to my audience about so let's start by talking about why do you think it's so important for powerful sales funnels and how do you think some of your products in the Connectio suite help entrepreneurs to achieve this powerful sales funnels, these powerful sales funnels? Yeah, sure thing. So first of all, like let's take one step back and that's even why even advertise on Facebook. I think most people already know this, but like if you're not where your customers are or where your potential customers are, then you're definitely missing out. I mean, right now it's the best platform to advertise on. But the problem with Facebook ads, or maybe not like the problem, but at least one problem is that it's obviously a bidding game, which means that it's like some people are gonna win and some people are not. Because if everyone is gonna do incredibly well on Facebook, then automatically all the prices will go up and some people will have a hard time. In other words, you need to be better than the average. That's basically what I say to my customers as well. Like if you're doing average on Facebook ads, you're not gonna have the best results. But if you're just above average, that's where sort of the sweet spot is, right? And there's obviously many ways, like you could be a marketing genius and know exactly what to write, uh, but the truth is most most people like they're not a genius, right? And that's fine, like we don't have to be a genius and we can still be better than the average, better than your competitors. Yeah. And one way I do that is using clever tools, uh, either to make my ads more efficient, I'll, I'll give you some examples in a bit, or to make the management more efficient, like spend less time on it. Because every single time, like if you have to spend an hour every day on something or you don't have to do it because you can automate it, like that's an hour you can put into growing your business in different right. areas, running your business, right? Yeah. So. Uh, at Connectio, we actually have various uh, tools. So it's not just one tool, but we have various. And I'll give you an example. So at Facebook, one of the, like, the lowest hanging fruit on Facebook ads is retargeting. And that means that if someone has visited your site, you can then uh, add them to a retargeting audience, what's called. And then you can basically show like the next day or the day after, you can say like, hey, I uh, saw so you visited my site, you still didn't purchase. That, that's the lowest hanging fruit. But a lot of people, they go to your site, and then like Facebook assumes that everyone who is visiting your site is sort of the same, right? Like they don't really check, like, are they really interested or not? Like they're like, oh, they visited your site, so that's it. So we got a tool that basically makes that a lot more clever. We call it behavioral retargeting. The tool is called Connect Target. And you can, for example, say, hey, I only want to show my ad to people who have spent at least a minute on my site or people who have scrolled to at least 50% of my blog post because, yep. you know, that way I know that they're actually interested. And by doing that, like, it's just... Uh, you have to spend less because obviously you target a lower uh, lower amount of people and only those who are actually interested and the return on investment is just uh, a lot higher. This is just an example of like how you can use tools to be better than the average and make your Facebook ads be more effective. Now, I just want to jump in here and I want to say something as a user of the tool. I find it particularly useful because some, or maybe all, I don't know, but certainly some of the features can be done using things like you know Google Chrome and Power Editor and stuff. But to me, to be honest, I'd rather poke my eyes out with a pencil than try and figure out how to do a lot of that stuff. Whereas the biggest problem that Connect Retarget solves, and so does a lot of the other tools, uh, like Connect Explore and Connect Audience, is it takes away a lot of the pain and it just presents it to me with a simple, easy-to-use skin. And that's what I like about the product. And that's why I want to talk about it on this podcast. Thanks, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's actually our one of our main missions. Like, we don't just want to be the geeky people who just make stuff work. Uh, we want to do it in a way that it's actually easy for everyone to use. Because if it's not easy, then people are not going to use it, and it's no good to anyone, right? So, you know, 
to some degree, while you still need a Facebook advertising expert to get the strategy and stuff like that right, and I do think that matters and that does have value, if you can get that part sorted, then a lot of the mechanical and tactical stuff, this software can at least give you shortcuts for, if not completely eliminate, you know, outsourcing. Yeah, like I said, you can never really eliminate because it's always a part of like, you know, you still have to be creative. There's no big green button you can press. And yes. if you've never run a Facebook ad before, then all of a sudden it's going to create a thousand Facebook ads or whatever, like obviously. But yeah, you can definitely limit a lot of the things that like, especially a lot of the repetitive tasks that for, like, for example, creating custom audiences or whatever it is, like there's a lot of things that you can uh, automate with this tool and we'll do it for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about the growth of mobile in the recent past. I spoke to Rand Fishkin in episode 39, I think it was, or 38, and mobile has recently taken over desktop maybe about a year ago in terms of content consumption. So where before it was easier to subscribe to someone's list by going in and putting your name and your email address because you were at a keyboard, now it's a lot more painful because a lot of the content has been consumed on mobile. And this is where Facebook lead ads takes away quite a lot of the pain or a barrier to access people's email addresses as an advertiser. So Facebook lead ads allows you to put an ad on Facebook and directly add them to your email list. And I know we both use ActiveCampaign, which is our tool of choice. I love ActiveCampaign. But this tool works with a whole lot of other email providers as well. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So just, just to make clear, everyone understands. So basically, normally when you would run an ad on Facebook and people click on it, they would, for example, go to your website. And as you say, uh, on their mobile phone, uh, for starters, the page takes longer to load. But more importantly, people don't want to type out a lot of things, right? And uh, oftentimes, grabbing the lead is oftentimes the first step in the process. You don't want to just say, hey, buy my stuff, right? You want to build a relationship first. Yeah. So that's why uh, Facebook saw that as well, obviously. That's why Facebook came up with lead ads, as you mentioned. And what it does, if, if people click on the ad, it doesn't bring you to your website, but right away, Facebook basically pre-fills everything, like their their name, their email address. You can ask more stuff like marital status or like uh, employer, like a, a lot of stuff. You can you can decide what you want to know. But Facebook pre-fills that. People don't have to actually write it down. And then they just click on it and then you grab the, the, the lead. But the problem with Facebook is that basically you need to log into your Facebook uh, page into your Facebook ads account you can download a csv file an excel file which obviously you're not going to do it because if people are going to click on something they say like hey here's your here's an ebook click here then they don't want to wait a day and you actually downloaded the csv yes. file upload it to active like you don't want to do that right this doesn't work and that's where connect leads comes in so that bridges the gap between uh, facebook and your actual uh, autoresponder just such as uh, active campaign where we support uh, i believe right now we're at almost at 60 something like that all the major autoresponders are supported which means that right away uh, we send uh, uh, delete over to your active campaign or whatever you're using and the, uh, the person will actually get an email saying hey here's your ebook etc and then from there you can take your marketing funnel and keep on uh, building a relationship so this is another good example of where the software takes away some of those tactical painful things which as far as i'm aware no other software does and in this case it's the act of getting the csv download and then uploading the csv into your email marketing tool or email provider you guys just do it almost instantaneously exactly i want to be fair i've seen, like we were the very first who did it but there are actually different tools who are doing something similar what most pool tools do they like literally just send it over one-on-one there's an issue for example as you know active campaign can be like it's an awesome tool but it can be quite buggy sometimes oh, yeah. they have server 
errors. So for a lot of these tools that send over the lead and they send it over and at that point active campaign is not like it's showing some kind of an error, then that lead is basically gone. And what we do, we have very backups in place. So we actually check if the lead actually went through. And if not, wow. we keep on trying because at the end of the day, every lead counts, right? You don't want to miss a lead. And that's why always use connect leads instead of any other tool because every lead counts. Yeah. Now you said earlier on that Facebook is where our audience is at, you know, or where a lot of people's audience is at. I want to expand on that a bit. When I spoke to Alana Wexler in episode 130, and she's a Facebook and a Google ad specialist, she said that there are almost 2 billion people on Facebook now. And I think Facebook has about 100 data points on each of those 2 billion people. So something that is important for our listeners to understand is... There is one fundamental difference between Facebook advertising and Google advertising, at least as far as I'm concerned or I'm aware, and that is when someone goes to Google, they generally go to Google with the intent to solve a problem. So there's very much a buyer's intent or a problem-solving intent, which often translates into a purchase. When people go to Facebook, although that may be changing, at the moment in Facebook, people are just there to hang out and see what their friends had for breakfast or whatever. Um, And so... Advertising is by definition interruption-based. However, because Facebook has so many data points and has such a prolific number of email addresses, Google, I believe, maybe has a third or something because I think you have to have a Gmail account for them to be able to retarget on Google. But on Facebook, it's Gmail email agnostic. And so, or it's Google email agnostic. So Facebook can be a lot more targeted, they have a lot more data triangulation, data aggregation, and so they can really give you a lot more detailed information, and to that degree, to that extent, they make up for the lack of intent, if as it were. So you're able to be a lot more sharper and pointy with who you're putting your ad in front of, and therefore you're compensating for the lack of intent, if you like, in terms of buyer's intent. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, uh, like 100% actually. Uh, and obviously, it changed, like the kind of ads that you'll be running are different as well. Like like you said, if someone has searched for it, you can straight away go for, for an offer or yeah. like to offer the solution. While at Facebook, you need to create the awareness. People need to think like, hey, that's actually a problem I have because oftentimes you're solving a problem that may not even know or like may not be thinking about at that moment. So you need to make them aware of the problem, make them aware of that you will have a solution to the problem, get them interested enough, build that relationship and then so it's a bit longer process um so it's just a different way of positioning and different way of what words you're using and what images you're using in your actual ads that's actually another important difference when someone comes to google it's almost like it's okay to propose marriage on the first date because they're kind of there to get married but if you go to facebook it's kind of like you know you're in the bar and you first have to ask them if you can buy them a drink because they're not exactly. going to get married. And so you you need to have a softer approach and you probably need to start with you know a good quality lead magnet, often a free offer. You're not going to be able to sell a product off a Facebook ad. When you do advertising on Facebook, you want to sell the opt-in, then put them onto a nurture sequence, which we can talk about some other time, and you build them gradually. You build that relationship, and then later on you put them onto a maybe a, a small purchase and then move them onto your core offer. Exactly. Actually, I do have a good tip for those who are listening as well, I think, yeah. to make that a bit easier. <clears throat> so, as you mentioned, uh, I have Connect.io, another software is called a Viral. Let's say I run 
uh, ads from a viral. <clears throat> what I've actually been testing, when the actual page name is actually a viral, like right away, people already know it's an ad, right? People see a brand name, they see a logo, they know it's an ad. So what I started doing is I created a second Facebook page to run ads from. One is called a viral, like the business name. Yeah. And the second one is called Wilco the Cry, which is my personal name. So it, yeah. it seems to be like a personal profile. It has my face on it, it has my name, but it actually is a business page, right? Okay. And whenever I started running ads from that one to people who've never heard of me before, quote unquote, cold audiences, right? People who are just browsing on Facebook. And I noticed that whenever the ad was actually from my name using my page, like Wilco the Cry, I got a lot better response because it didn't feel like an ad right away, right? right? right it's also right, like right. your foot through the, getting your foot to the door. And then once they've, you know, once they click through and they, for example, opted in for a lead magnet or a free training, after that, I would start running ads to them as a retargeting uh, from the viral page because that way they're already into my world and they already know who I am. So that's just a simple trick for those who are just running ads from the business page. If you do, if you are comfortable putting your face out there as well, um, definitely recommend to create a second page using your own name, your own face. And you see a lot of marketers do that as well, like New Patel uh, does that as well. Like a lot of people do that. It's just incredibly effective because all of a sudden it doesn't smell like an ad. Yeah, but just to be clear, it will still say sponsored on the yeah, definitely. ad, yeah, yeah, still, but it's still just that it doesn't look like an ad because it's coming from what appears to be a personal page. Um, exactly, and you're writing it more personal as well. Like, don't say, hey, here's this offer. Like, oftentimes I literally write a story of something that I experienced, which then goes into the call to action that I wanted to take. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I've actually been checking out some of the digital marketer courses lately because I just want to try and brush up on some of my skills. And I really like what Ryan Dice says about his approach to to business. You know, he says there's B2B and there's B2C, but ultimately it's H2H, which is human to human. And I think what you're talking exactly. about reinforces that point. Ultimately, whether you're buying from a company or not, you're still buying as a human and you expect to buy from a human, at least so far. Okay, so can you share with us a story where you had a client who used some of the software and was able to create a significantly positive outcome on their business. So what was the problem they set out to solve and how did they solve that problem with your software and what were the results? Yeah, sure thing. So um, obviously I cannot always share my customers' uh, cam, uh, results. Uh, so I think what would be even better, like personally, I'm, uh, I'm not sure if it's a cultural thing. I'm from the Netherlands. So by definition, I'm always a bit skeptical about things, right? So so what I always like to do is do like a split test so I can actually measure whether it actually works. So. I'll give you an example. Uh, using Connect Explorer, Connect Explorer is a tool to uh, help you find better interests to target, right? If you target on Facebook, you can you can decide who, what interest to actually target, and that tool helps you do that. And one of the features is called layering. So instead of targeting everyone who has, for example, liked Coca-Cola or Pepsi or whatever it is, now all of a sudden you can target people who have at least in, uh, liked two or even three of those, right? So you're targeting the overlapping segment. So what I did a while back is I ran uh, like identical Facebook ads and one of them, and this was actually in the marketing space. So I was targeting people like Ryan Dice, uh, Ryan Levesque, uh, whoever I can target, Russell Brunson, right? So I was targeting all these and I had like 40 or 50 of those. So in one ad, I was targeting all of them, right? So if if you liked just Ryan Levesque, you know, or Russell Brunson or whoever it is, uh, you would be tar- seeing that ad. And the other one was all the exact same interests, but in that case, I you, I applied the layering feature, which means that uh, whoever was in my audience needed to see, uh, needed to like at least three of them, right? So now I know like if they're into Frank Kern and into Brunson, Russell Brunson and into Ryan Levesque, they're going to be more targeted, right? Yes. So I did an 
AB's flip vest spent, I believe I spent like three, four hundred dollars on that. And the one which was targeting everyone, like like zero sales, not even one. And the other one tripled my money, right? Just because it was more targeted. And I actually reached less people, but those people were way more into the actual, uh, into marketing. Because, you know, if they're following at least three, then obviously yes. like they're really passionate about what they do. Right. Uh, so that's just an example of like a one tool or one feature in a tool uh, that will help your ROI right away, or at least help helps my my ROI and my campaigns every single day. So, yeah, what that reminds me of, or the other analogous thing that comes up in my mind is, you know, people often think I have a traffic problem. I don't have enough people coming to my website, and I always think, really, ultimately, it's not a traffic problem; it's a conversion problem because I'd rather have 500 people come to my website, of which 400 buy, than six million come to my website, of which three people buy. So, I, exactly, I, 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 I couldn't that, agree more. Yeah, so I do think that being able to be smart about using these tools. And to some degree, you learn that as you go along and test, test, test is, you know, the key. I mean, Hithen Shah talked about it when I had him on episode 43 or something and Neil Patel talked about him when I had him on the first episode. Testing is absolutely the core of really learning how to use tools. The tools are a means to an end, but this is where your input comes in. And to some degree, if you use the tools and if they can solve your tactical challenges which is how do i upload the csv and how do i download it and whatever if you can use this connectio tools to be able to solve your technical obstacles then to some degree you can teach yourself the strategy and maybe become more of an advertising expert exactly obviously i see a lot of people who are starting out with facebook ads and i see see a lot of quote-unquote gurus who try to teach right what i find interesting is that most a lot of these gurus they say like all right you start out with interest-based starting start getting new people into your site well in my experience that's often the hardest part and because of that people get demotivated because as you say it's a conversion problem and i knew that for years and still i didn't get it right because it was so hard to overcome so what i would actually recommend for everyone who's listening and you've never run a facebook app before start with retargeting it's like the lowest hanging fruit even better if you use connect your target because that way you get comfortable with how it all works you get comfortable with what kind of ads to write and you do it in a way with the highest success rate possible because those people are already into your brand into your business yes and way more likely to uh, to convert and it's that way you can learn without spending or losing a lot of money in the process and, and only after you're comfortable doing that you can start trying to target cold audiences that's my recommendation I agree. Now, let me backtrack a little bit just in case anyone listening isn't familiar with retargeting as a process. Retargeting is basically Facebook puts a pixel and using simple JavaScript, it basically tracks people as they go to other websites and gives you the opportunity to present your content or your offers to those people on other websites. The point here is that if someone's already been to your website and has been pixeled when they first visited your website, and by the way, 98% of people don't buy or convert when they come to a website. But this gives you the opportunity to follow them around. Now, they've already put their hand up for your brand. So that 98% that didn't convert, you're getting a second chance. You're getting a second bite of the apple. And because they are familiar with their brand, whether it's conscious or subconscious, they're more likely to convert when they are represented. Another example was the zero moment of truth. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in traditional marketing circles, when someone went to a store before online existed, people would go into a store and that their first interaction with a product or brand was known as the first moment of truth. And then Google came up with a study and they called it 
the zero moment of truth because people would now, after Google search came into being, people started to search for a product online before going into the store. So that was their first interaction with the brand. And they called it Zmots, which is short for zero moment of truth. And then they discovered a few years ago, it was like seven Zmots that you needed before you made a purchase. And gradually that's increasing. But this retargeting allows you to put yourself in front of a, your target audience and follow them around. As creepy as it sounds, it's hmm. uh, it's a done thing and, uh, you know, large organizations are doing it now. Uh, you're able to access your audience at a much cheaper cost per click uh, or you're able to put yourself in front of your audience for a lower fee. So that's definitely something you should consider. And if you want to learn more about retargeting, I strongly recommend you check out episodes 14 and episodes 21 where I talked to Keith Krantz in episode 21 particularly about retargeting. And another good tool is Facebook Live, where I talked to Darren Rouse in episode 73. So that might be something you want to check out as well. While Facebook Live isn't your traditional retargeting tool, you can do retargeting based on Facebook Live audiences as well. Yep, totally agree. Like it's, it's a good strategy also to get your message out and to learn what your message should be. Uh, Facebook Live is, an, is a great tool. Does Connect retarget uh, work off Facebook Lives as well? No, it works on your site, so based on your pixel. Okay, maybe that's something you can look at implementing in a future release. Yeah, yeah, we're always looking for new ideas and we're actually working on a lot of cool stuff. I can't share publicly, obviously, but uh, yeah, always uh, <laughs> building new stuff. I will have a useful offer for you at the end. I'm an affiliate for Wilco's products. So if you buy it from me, then you will get a one-hour consulting session thrown in for free. So more about that towards the end of the episode, so do stick around. Now, Wilco... What are the most common challenges you've noticed people face around implementing the software and what has worked best to get around it? So I would say the most common issues really depends on what the level is. And not so much about implementing the software itself, but more like what problems they have that for which they want to use. So for example, uh, someone who is just starting out with their Facebook ads, they wouldn't have any use of Connect Audience. Connect Audience is a tool to create custom audiences based on their existing customers or based on their existing email subscribers. So for example, I get people like, hey, I want to use Connect Audience and they're brand new to online business. They've never built a list. So that's not the right fit for them yet. But oftentimes those people, they're more like, oh, how do I start targeting? What interests do I target? And that, like, that's where Connect Explorer comes in. So what I'm trying to say is that for every level, so someone who's just starting out Uh, they're going to have different problems. Someone who's already doing a lot of Facebook ads, they may not be looking to make it more efficient. They may just be looking to make, to save time basically, right? So the problem, the problem will change based on what, what everyone's at. Um, And in terms of implementing the actual tools, I don't think like, like it's our goal. Like if we see a problem, we try to, um, we try to fix it. Like if someone's asked like, how does this work? We try to change it, uh, add more training to it or change the layout to make sure it's easier to use. So that's always our goal. So, it would be kind of weird if I would know any issues because that would mean I'm not fixing it correctly. Uh, so right now, I, there's not a, I wouldn't be able to mention a, a good issue or like an issue that people have implemented the tool. But maybe you're looking for a different kind of answer. Like what? what like, no, I, I mean, I wasn't looking so much at actually implementing the tool. It was more, you know, I'll tell you one of the challenges I've had, for example, is I'm like, oh, I've got to figure out how to use this tool. Like, you know, UpViral as an example. I bought into UpViral about three months ago. And it's one of those things I need to get to. I know it's something that is useful. I know it's something that will work. But I have to spend the time understanding what the tool is 
and understanding where in my business it plugs in. And I need to uh, invest some time yeah. to do that. And so I think it's a barrier to yeah. access. Now, that's the problem I've faced. Have you found a lot of other people facing that problem? Yeah, and actually, it's something that I faced myself as well. And I actually was talking to, uh, to Jen Stramko. You probably um, know, him as, uh, know him as well, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, I've got all these things I got on my to-do list, right? And I want to do all these things. Just like you said, I, you bought this tool and you, you have all these ideas of doing. And usually I'm pretty good at prioritizing, but at some point I was just overwhelmed. So I talked to James and he told me like, what's your parachute? I'm like, what do you mean? And he said like, right now, if I would push you out of a plane, you would only have one goal. You would only do one thing and that's to grab your parachute. And like right now, what's your one thing you need to focus on? And once you start looking at like that, then everything that's not your number one thing, then that comes after, right? Because there's so many things we can do, but you really need to zoom out and just like, what's your goal in your business? And like, what will get you there? And if like you, for example, you're saying that you purchased a viral, like, Obviously, I think a viral is good to use, but you shouldn't be using it because you bought it. You should be using it because at some point, like, that's the best thing to do. Like, that makes sense for the goal that you have. But, like, using something because you have it, that's not a good reason, right? So, right. just, like, every time, time, just prioritize. Like, what's the one thing that will have the biggest impact on uh, on reaching my goals? Once that's done, you move on to the next thing. And, obviously, it doesn't have to be one. You can have two or three, but limit it to that amount. Yes. And just, you know, forget the rest until your priorities are done. You know, I have to confess, I have always suffered from shiny object syndrome, which I know is not uncommon amongst entrepreneurs. And yeah. UpViral came up as a, as was some kind of a special or something. So I couldn't help myself, you know, it was 50% off. So <laughs> either you take it or you miss out on it. And, yeah, that's true. And this is one, one, one good idea as well that I always have in my, in, in my mind is like, I have what's called the two week quarantine. So whenever I have a new idea of like, oh, this is awesome. I want to work on that. I write it down and I'm not allowed to touch it for two weeks. And if I'm right. still excited after two weeks, then I may actually take action. And that but helps me to stay away from that. Away in three days. Uh, yeah, well, I would say everything that takes time. So I do buy products. That's fine. As long as I don't spend time on it, uh, implementing yeah. it. So, yeah. Well, that's the that, thing. Yeah, so yeah. buying products is fine. Just to make sure you have the good deal. That's fine. But that said, you know, I've got to say that I've been working with James for like two and a half years now. And minimalism is something he's big on. And it finally hit home. I mean, I've been working incrementally on it, but it's been like chipping and chipping and chipping away. Towards the end of last year, I did a massive clean out of my stuff. I threw away a whole lot of things that I was hoarding and that I wasn't really going to use. And initially, there was a lot of anxiety around it. But then there was a certain feeling of liberation. And I've now been able to bring that into my business as well. So after getting rid of clothes that I wasn't going to use uh, or that I hadn't used for a long time, that built the muscle of you know elimination and I've done that around a lot of software as well. So I've not renewed a whole lot of software. I'm getting rid of software. And it's not just the financial side of things. It's actually quite freeing on a mental level as well. It just, you know, opens you up to other possibilities, other ideas. I'm trying to do the same thing with content consumption as well. One of my goals for 2018 is to try and consume less content and create more content and the two are inversely proportional so the less i consume the more i create i think the similar principle applies to software and many other areas of business exactly yeah okay so let's talk about some quick wins then if someone wants to just get in and start using connectio software what's the first thing they do what's the first piece of software you recommend they start using assuming that they are 
beginners in the Facebook advertising. Beginners, space. yeah. I would, yeah, I would most definitely go for Connect Explore. That's the tool that we get. Uh, we get most successful case studies from uh, because it's like when you're starting out and you're trying to reach people on Facebook and you're going to do interest targeting, you're gonna f- uh, basically fish in the same pool that everyone else fishes. And using Connect Explore, you'll be able to tap into all the audiences that all your competitors won't be able to find, and also you'll be able to easily layer them and actually drill down in the most passionate group of people. And that's by far uh, the most powerful tool, especially if you're uh, if you're starting out with uh, with Facebook ads. And it's super easy as well. Um, so that's like 100% the, the one tool that I would recommend for everyone who's starting out with Facebook ads. And it, does it require you to have a website? Does it require you to have... What are the constraints? Like what are the, the hygiene well, you don't, you don't have to. You don't have to have a website. You don't have to have an email list, for example. You don't have to uh, have traffic yet. However, obviously, if you're being realistic, like if you don't have anything, if you don't have an online business, you don't have a website, like you need to find a way to at least sell, right? But actually, yeah. uh, I'm working with some of, some of my customers right now, and some of them actually in exactly that spot. Uh, they don't have a website yet. They're starting out with, they have an idea for their business, but they don't have the business yet. And what I told them, and that's actually working out really well for them, is they're actually using Connect Explorer as well. But instead of sending people to a website, which they don't have, they're actually uh, doing a webinar. And that's actually a real effective way, because it's quite easy to get it up there. There's various tools online that you can do a webinar. And most people, they know their way around uh, PowerPoint, right? So they actually created a webinar where they provide value, right? So then they start promoting Facebook ads to their webinar to get people to sign up. It's a free training, you know, enter your name and email address. And then on the webinar, they provide as much value as they can. And at the end, they make an offer. And the good thing of this is that it's so much easier to create because building a whole website, it usually takes longer. And while doing these webinars, like it doesn't have to be a home run right away. But what I personally do whenever whenever I do a webinar is I do the same webinar like five, six, seven times, the exact same, just to improve, just to see like, all right, what kind of questions are people asking? All right, so people are asking this. This is, this is apparently a barrier for them, right? All right, I'm going to answer that. Like, all right, so this didn't work. Like what? Like just trying out what works. And that's a real, like it's super easy. And not only that, like right now webinars are... I think by far the best way to convert people online. Like it's so incredibly effective, at least in my experience, especially if you're selling a more higher price product. Like if you're into e-commerce and you're selling something for like $20, then it might not be a good fit. But if your product is a couple hundred dollars or more, then a webinar is, is a real good way to uh, to build that audience and to start, even if you don't have a website. So that's that's okay. if you're in that spot, I would definitely start with that because it's easier than, than to build out a whole website. And what webinar tool do you recommend? I'm using... I'm actually using Webinar Jam, uh, but there's many, like, you, there's also Demio, you've got, what's it called, GoToWebinar, obviously, and there's a lot of tools, like, I'm, once again, I'm Dutch, so I always, like, if it works, I don't have to go, like, for a super expensive tool, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Webinar Jam is actually not expensive, and it's actually working well for me, so I'm using Webinar Jam. Now, a lot of the other webinar software, apart from GoToWebinar, I've heard horror stories about, you know, people paying tons of money, getting 40 bumps on seats for the webinar, and then the webinar not working or, you know, things like that happening. Yeah. I had the exact same thing with Webinar Jam before as well, and they did um they did a recent like before they used Google Hangout, so it was reliable, but it was um uh, it was lagging, it was like a minute lag. So I didn't use it for a long time because of that, and I'm not sure. Like a couple months ago, just like you, I bought the special offer. Somebody yeah. they, they had a new kind of system, right? So over the last couple of webinars that I did, I figured to give them out to give them a try, and fingers crossed. But so far, it's working really well. 
and that's why I'm currently using uh, Webinar Jam. Another one that I, I have used uh, successfully without any error, I just uh, canceled it because I didn't use webinars enough at that time, uh, but it was Demio. Uh, I never had any issues with that as well. And GoToWebinar, it's it's reliable, but every single time I started using it, it's so not user-friendly that yeah, I was I was pulling my hair out. So I just, I never really tool. used it. Yeah, it's not user-friendly at all. And there was not a good integration. Yeah, so, but in the end of the day, it's like, just give it a try and uh but right now i'm using webinar jam if you ask me like a year from now maybe maybe it's different i just go with the flow <laughs> yeah i should actually uh i know sonia simone from copy blogger at least when i was a copy blogger authority member until recently they used to use uh go to webinar but i wonder what she uses now i should ask her when i speak to her next okay so what books do you have had the biggest impact on you if any and why what books have the biggest impact? Um, obviously, like I read a ton of books, or actually I listen to them. I love Audible. Uh, I think if I would have to pick one, it would be um, Expert Secrets from Russell oh, yes. Brunson. Yeah, uh, it's a real good book, and it's real. It's real good about if you if you want to find out what your message is, right? I mean, after all, like we're all talking about Facebook ads and whatnot, but like, wh- how do you position your business and what, how do you make sure that people actually want to buy, right? Using uh, the stories that you tell. And uh, Russell Brunson has, uh, in that book, he lays it out real, like in a real easy way. And that helped me a lot, especially over this year, to improve my messaging and to improve my positioning of my products and my business. Like that's literally the tool I got somewhere around here. Like I, I, I read it a lot, I, I go yeah. through it while I'm working just to get inspiration. So yeah, it's, it's like 10, $15, I'm not sure, like cheap. So if you don't have expert secrets, I, I'd highly recommend it. I've heard a few people talk about it actually and recommend it. And in fact, I bought it and Russell being Russell uh, did a lot of upsells and downsells and side sells and cross sells and I ended up buying that black box. <laughs> so I've got that sitting right there on my bookshelf and I've got a whole stack of stuff. So yeah, that's one of the many other things I need to get to, but I'm focused right now on uh, having you know, building some marketing automation. Okay, so far we talked about why it's important to advertise on Facebook and the benefits of advertising on Facebook over Google and the fact that they're different platforms and Google is very much a search and product purchase intent, whereas Facebook, it's a bigger audience. You can be a lot more targeted, but the intent is more to hang out. So it's by definition interruption-based advertising, but because you can be more targeted, it kind of evens out. Uh, If you're smart about it and if you use retargeting and if you use Connect Explore and you use these various tools, I personally think that you can have a bit of what I guess, for want of a better word, is arbitrage. You can tweak a little bit. You can use your smarts and end up with cheaper advertising, but yet get similar results. Maybe not as good results as Google, but don't forget, Google is a hell of a lot more expensive than Facebook. We also talked about Facebook ads being a bidding game. And this, again, touches on something similar. And you said basically the person who bids the most kind of wins. But I also think it's with your tools, you can get away with it's not just about bidding more. It's about just the overall picture. You need to be, you know, have be more smart about it. I mean, someone else could bid more, but if you're only targeting those who are actually interested and your competitors bidding everyone, even those who are not interested, then, well, they're just wasting their money, right? It's so just being smarter on various things that, that will help people. Yeah, actually, yeah. you didn't, I must re- rephrase that. You didn't say it's a bidding game. What I was trying to say is it's about being smartest about your advertising and getting the cheapest click. And I think if you're smart about it, if you use these tools, you can 
lower the cost of your clicks and lower the cost of your conversions. You also then talked about how you know it, the sweet spot is being just above average in terms of being smart. And once you're just above the average, you can get a lot more business and your cost of customer acquisition, your cost of conversions will significantly reduce. We talked about retargeting. We talked about Connect Explore. This conversation was quite tactical, but I think it's very valuable. I highly recommend anyone listening to go and check out the Connectio suite. And if you do purchase any of the Connectio products via my affiliate link, which you can access at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash Connectio, that's spelled ProductiveInsights.com forward slash C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-O, then uh, you will be able to claim a free one-hour consulting session valued at $500. So... With that, uh, that leaves us to the last bit, which is how do listeners find out more about you, Wilco? And is there anything else you'd like to add before we say goodbye? Yeah, sure thing. So uh, they'll be able to find more about me if they Google for Wilco the Cray. Like having a personal site is like one of those things that's not on my priority list. I should maybe, but it's not on the top priority. Uh, and obviously uh, at Connect.io uh, through your link and also at uh, viral.com if you want to check out the other tool. Uh, but maybe you have a link for that as well. Yep. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank you for this awesome interview. I like your, uh, I like that you actually, like you have a good uh, setup there behind you as well. I'm actually a bit jealous of that. It's you have like the wall that actually for those who are listening to the audio you can probably can't see it but he he has like this professional studio and i'm like jealous so i'm actually uh using that for uh, my next setup as well (laughs) so yeah if you purchase it through productiveinsights.com forward slash hub viral and send me a copy of the receipt by email you will get a free one hour consulting session value of 500 dollars just so you're clear, to find Wilco online, Wilco de Cry is spelled W-I-L-C-O space D-E space K-R-E-I-J. Uh, Silly Dutch name. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty cool, actually. Wilco de it, it kind of sticks, sticks in your mind. All right, well, thanks, man. Thanks so much for being on the show, and I'd love to have you back on sometime if you consider it worthwhile. Yeah, man, let's do it, and uh, have an awesome day. You too. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 